The 415th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGP to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 415 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one's going out to one of our friends in the Discord, Robbie P. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name, who put, put together some amazing uh, DraftKings lineups this, this past week. So this, go, this goes out to you, Rob. You, you deserve it. Thank you for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. I'm the one who makes resume picks on Dana White's Contender Series, and actually I, I have been winning on them this week. We're back for the second half of the Contender Series. Hopefully the second half is better than the first. Um, Gumby struggling with the picks, plus the action in the, in the cage has not been that great, and we've had some not-so-good fighters get contracts. So, anyhow, hopefully things will turn around because this is supposed to be the best time of the year. Uh, let's bring in the man formerly known as the Gumby God. He has to earn that back. It's He's now just a mere Gumby mortal. It's Daniel Reland. Hello. The Gumby mortal is a shirt that yes. I uh, feel like probably sells less good. Um, <laughs> um, yep. But, yeah, no, uh, I uh, it, it's been a weird contender series. You know, I'm, I'm looking through the list of people who have won and, like, man, it is – Hard to find any to get really excited about. Like, do you feel good about, I'm trying to think, maybe my favorite off of that first episode was like Kevin Borges, Peyton Talbot, Cesar Almeida. Uh, then maybe you got Abdul Sawadi, who maybe, maybe Sawadi's the best one so far. Ebo Aslan yeah. is just like a power puncher. I know people are excited about Eduardo Mora, but I, I didn't really like her either. Then, you know, you had Zachary Reese, Oban Elliott. I mean, Josephine Newton. I guess Louis Pejuelo was kind of fun, maybe. <laughs> it's a struggle. I don't even remember half these people now, which I'm talking about, it, like, is not, we're it's not being like, season. maybe this guy's fun. Like, not even good. Yeah, not even good. We're just talking about fun. Now, Carlos Praches, good. Yeah. Good with a capital yeah. G, good. Um, but, like, apart from that, yeah, I'm not sure necessarily what I'm, what I'm getting me pumped on here. Um, this week, is anyone good? Two fighters in the same fight are good, and then one from another Always fight. Always they do that. Good. Yeah, and, and like, well, it, it's the loaded weight classes, right? Like, yeah, when, yeah. when you run in, get it, this week, it's Bantamweights. Uh, spoiler alert, yeah. Jan Matsumoto and Casey Tanner are both good. Um, and, and just, like, the, the problem is, is that when you get those weight classes where just about, there's, there's a billion good prospects in the world in that weight classes, of course, the two people who make it to the, the contender series are both going to be good. So 
Um, that one's a real interesting one. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that one. All right. We should jump into it then if Gumby's excited about it. But first, I'm going to tell you that football is back, if, as if you didn't know that. It's back in full swing with another week of epic games. And we got you covered on the on the action for every single one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 in football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game, every game day. I messed it up again this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 to take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And if you want to take some of your winnings, and buy some tickets, then game time is the place to be because you'll spend the least amount of money and it'll be the easiest stress-free experience. Finding tickets, because game time is it's a place to go for last-minute tickets. Just tickets in general. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. I like that feature. I use that one myself. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Stag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We are back to the UFC Apex on Tuesday. Laura Sanko's back too. Is that true? She said, they said on the broadcast last night she would be flying back and make it for this. Hooray. So we'll have at least some good commentary here. Um, it is Tuesday, of course. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. is the start time. ESPN Plus, Dana White's Contender Series, Week 2023, Week 6. Five fights as per usual. And my laptop is popping up ads instead of getting to what I need to get, which is the first fight, women's strawweight. Julia Palestri versus Patricia Aluas. So we have a Brazilian versus a... Is this a Peru? Not a Peruvian again, is it? No. No, she's from Paraguay. Paraguay. Oh, not mistaken. Paraguay. Yes, correct. Brazil versus Paraguay. All right. I'm going to tell you, you know the odds I take it on the event, right? Uh, I don't have the most updated ones, but I have a rough idea what the odds look like. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, That reminds me, I haven't updated the odds for the fights yet. Um, let me see. This would be good for the air. Um, all right. Palestri, Alu, Os. Just let me update that quickly, and then the rest I can do while Gumby tells you all the important stuff. All right. Aluas, still an underdog, Dan. That hasn't changed. Uh, El Angel is a, <laughs> not shocking, right? El Angel is a nickname. She's 9-2 and two with four knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted once. She won five straight and six of seven. However, she's not fought since December of 2021. She's not lost since October of 2017. Is a regional champion. Used fight at flyweight, two inches of height on a palestry, an inch of reach, plus 300. The Dragon, the Dragon versus the Angel. Palestri is 11 and three, four knockouts, two submissions, never been finishing a fight. Three straight wins for her. Has not lost since September 2021. She's won two straight fights via finish. She was 0 1 the contender series. Who did she lose to, Dan? She lost to Jasmine Jesudovicius. Very true, the Canadian gal. Um, she is the LFA champ. She has won it, right? Her last fight. Is that correct? Yeah, she she yeah. took the uh it was vacant at the time. Right. Yep. So LFA champ. Regional champ used to fight down at Adam Waite, which we want the UFC to 
to implement. Uh, is a pro grappler two years younger than Aluas minus 400 resume says palestri obviously yeah well and, and i would just say this too like uh you know you mentioned her last loss is to jasmine Zedavisius, and after that fight i think i started to fade her a little bit because while she had her moments in that fight particularly late you know like she just looked outclassed and I, I guess i just maybe at the time hadn't processed that you know, she was an atom weight fighting Jasmine Jitsuda Vicious, who is a pretty strong flyweight at flyweight. You know what I mean? So she was really up two weight classes in that fight against somebody who's really freaking strong in the first place. Um, and now that she's back at, at straw, which I think is probably the right weight class or Adam might have, she might have been a little too small, but I, I think she's back in the right spot. And it, she looks so much better, A, and B, like, I think the skills she was showing late in that fight against Jesuda Vicious make her really dangerous. Like she's, she's very light on her feet. She's really good off of her back. You know, her, her hands are fast. Um, you know, she, she is, she is a good prospect for this weight class with the exception of the fact that I worry she gives up too many takedowns. Um, she seems to give up takedowns and be fine working off of her back, which would be a problem if I thought Elias was, had, had any chance of doing that. You know, she's kind of just like a wild, you know, she, she throws like arm punches for the most part. She gets a little wild and tries to brawl. And I don't think she even wins a brawl against Pilastri. And I don't think Pilastri obliges her with a brawl. Um, and when she gets in the clinch, I, I, I've seen her last couple of fights. She's actually eaten a lot of knees to the midsection, which like Pilastri is really good in the clinch too. Um, and the clinch seems to tire Lewis out too. So I, I think, I think Pilastri is going to look good early in this fight. And I think she's going to look better and better as the fight goes. If this hits the mat, I would not terribly be surprised in Pilastri by submission here. If you're looking for an angle to try to make this, you know, profitable without having to lay crazy chalk at negative 400, the play is probably looking for whatever her submission prop comes out whenever that comes out. All right, there you go. The first pick we linked up on. All right, we're going to go to the big boys, heavyweights. We love seeing heavyweights on Contender Series. Oh, boy. Eduardo Neves from Brazil versus Yonta, Yonta, Jonata, Jonata, we'll say. Diniz, is that right? I think it's Jonta, Jonata. Jonta, right. That sounds so much better. Jonta and Diniz. They're both from Brazil. Three five-minute rounds at heavyweight. Uh, Neves, Babazal. We've talked about him before and that nickname that we don't know what it is, right? No, we do. It's Big Baby. It's Big Baby. All right, yes. Baby Zhao means big baby. Right. Uh, He's 7-1 with seven knockouts. He's been submitted once. He's won two straight fights, both via TKO or KO. He was 0-1 in the contender series. Who did he lose to, Dan? Uh, He lost to Mick Parkin. Yes. Hasn't really aged that well, that loss, has it, Dan? I don't know. Mick Parkin just put on a clinic against that. I can't even say that with a straight (laughs) face. Against Jamal Pogues. Yep. 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 Um, all right. Uh, he is the LFA champ. I think he's currently the champ, right? Neves. He just won uh, it again. Or won yes, it I, first I, time? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he beat Thiago Silva. Nine years younger than Dinez. Even money plus 100. Dinez, 5-0 and with five knockouts. He's got an extensive kickboxing uh, career as well. He's two inches taller than Neves. An inch of reach, minus 125. Resume says, take the plus money dog in Neves. And what did you say the number was on Neves? Even plus one hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. I, I I'm gonna go Nevish as well. I think um, you know, I I, I watched Denise and I was like, 
he does seem to have like a lot of good kickboxing fundamentals when you watch him because he comes from a kickboxing background, right? He's fought some like very high uh, level kickboxers in his life. But like if if you watch a lot of those those fights, like he seems a little bit too patient when somebody rushes him. He seems to get a little scared by it uh, and seems to to panic a little bit. And Nevesh is a little bit sloppy on the feet. But ultimately, like, he's got pretty good takedown defense. Um, his jiu-jitsu is really good. Like, I know he doesn't look like a guy who's classically good at jiu-jitsu. But, like, in the the fight against Thiago Silva that I saw, he used, like, a leg lock to sweep and wind up on top. And, like, very good positional jiu-jitsu to do so. Being up against a guy who is, uh, you know, a, a kickboxer, in his last fight, his only downfall was that he shot a takedown when he probably shouldn't. Even if he does that here, I think it plays in his favor because he actually like he had Mick Parkin hurt on the feet. He had Parkin wobbly uh, and then shot a takedown and wound up in a long grappling exchange that wound up with him getting submitted. Um, But I think more than anything, it wound up with him tiring out. I don't think Denise can tire him out. And I also think Denise is going to be on the back foot all the time. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you're mentioning the resume here too. Denise's resume is crap. Like yeah. he's fought, it, it, the, he fought an 11 and eight guy last time who literally it, go back and watch this fight. Cause it's available on, on YouTube. He gets hit with a right hand and he just turns to the referee and is like, nah, I'm good. Like he just stops the fight. <laughs> like, ah, I don't think I want any more of this. And apart from that, he's never fought a guy with a winning record. I mean, outside of like some one and O's or something like that. So yeah, I, I think, uh, I think his record's a little inflated. I think he's going to be raw and I think he's going to have a tough time with the pressure of Nevish. All right. Found a hidden jewel here, hopefully. Uh, everyone get on that. Turn up. Don't don't mess up the line for everyone else. Um, let's move to Banawaits. Don, uh, Don, your name's not Don. Your name's Dan. He mentioned this, right? Jean Matsumoto, Casey Tanner. Matsumoto is from Brazil. Tanner, good old U.S. of A. And this is at, what did I say? Bantamweight fight. Yes. Uh, that's why they're good. Uh, Tanner, 6-0, two knockouts, two submissions. He won his last fight via TKO. That was back in February of 2022. Uh, he is a pro grappler. Two inches of height on Matsumoto, plus 120. Matsumoto with 13 and 0, three knockouts, five submissions. He won his last fight via submission. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, used to fight at, down at flyweight, seven years younger than Tanner, minus 150. Resume says Matsumoto. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Matsumoto too. And, and I, I missed when you said the odds too. What were the odds on him again? Uh, minus one, minus one fifty plus one twenty. Um, so yeah, I, I like Matsumoto here too. I, uh, I thought I was going to go in liking Tanner because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of him on the regional scene and I do really like his wrestling. Um, but the more and more I watched him against a guy who I know can defend himself wrestling wise and who loves himself a guillotine. Uh, that's maybe the only thing I'm real worried about Matsumoto is that he might go for the guillotine and not get it. Uh, cause he is pretty damn good at getting it. He actually got two in his last fight. He had a guillotine that was clearly sunk in when he ended the round in the first round. And then the second one, he finished him with a mounted guillotine. Um, but Tanner, like on the feet, if this does wind up being a striking match, because I think maybe they just both nullify each other's wrestling, he eats too many leg kicks and he's, he kind of doesn't look interested in trading on the feet. Uh, and while that works on the regional scene, I don't know that it works against Matsumoto, who is like 
know, he's got a really great low leg kick that he throws. It's not one of the ones that they throw down on like the Achilles or down on the calf, but he throws it like right even with the side of the knee. Uh, and it really buckles people hard. Um, he's a little bit heavy on his feet, but the fact that he switches stances, keep people guessing. And the fact that Tanner is just not like a polished striker. I think that's a problem. Tanner is going to be wrestle or bust here against the guy with better jujitsu than him, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Matsumoto here too. There you go. You don't get a better breakdown on the Katana series than that. Gumby knows his stuff. All right. Um, maybe before we move on, I will tell you about Hall of Fame bets. One of our new friends that are on board with us. Win bigger with by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props at a loss of a spot and game lines as well. Of course, research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick'em game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, and do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. And this will probably be in your ears in time. Cowboys pick for tonight. Gumby, go. Uh, on the last one, I said CeeDee Lamb over on the yards. I'll also take, uh, let's say, Tony Pollard over half a rushing touchdown. I thought you were going to say Tony Romo. Then I, I, I would have known what you're talking about. Because that's that's your, your Canadian football knowledge? You, you guys know Tony <laughs> Romo? <laughs> yep. No, I'm actually, I'm winning my fantasy football matchup this week. Thank you very much. So I uh, just thought I would mention that. I, I know my stuff. Um, <laughs> here's what you got to do, people. You don't have to, but you'll want to do this. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's so nice of them. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Moving right along, we're going to give you winners now for the co-main event, or the second-to-last fight this is not officially a co-main event. It would be featherweights. American AJ Cunningham versus American Steve in Steve in Nguyen. Steven Nguyen. It should just be Steve Nguyen. It's it's win. It's win. Oh yeah, it's Nguyen. It's Nguyen. No, no, you don't say the N. It's just win, like W I N. <laughs> is he gonna win though? We'll see. He is the favorite here. He's fighting a savage, though, in Cunningham. So Dana White's going to sign this guy regardless, right? His nickname is the Savage. He loves savages. Yeah. I hope you're picking him, Dan. We'll see. Uh, the Savage's Cunningham is 10-2, three knockouts, four submissions. Never been finishing a fight. He's won three straight fights. Has not lost since March of 2019. He's gone 6-1 over his last seven. Won his last fight via submission. Is a regional champion or was. He's fight at... Lightweight, a year younger than Win, plus two hundred. The Ninja is Win's nickname. So Savage versus the Ninja sounds like a old kung fu movie. Uh, Win is eight and one, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, two and zero oh over his last two. Uh, has not fought since September twenty twenty one. He's one and one on the Contender Series. Tell us about him on the Contender Series, Dan. 
Who do you so, think? So he lost, um, I want to say it was all the way back in like 2018 on Contender Series. He he lost to Alon Cruz, if you remember that guy, um, in a fight that yep. he seeming, seemed to be winning on the feet. Um, but then he ate like a flying knee and, uh, he was out. Um, and then he fought a guy by the name of Theo Relang. That was, it wasn't last year. It must've been two years ago, 2021. Um, and, and I think, uh, Dana didn't give him a contract mostly because in that fight, he looked all right on the feet, but like just kind of got out wrestled in every moment there was wrestling. And it, it kind of stymied me to his offense to the point where, I mean, it just didn't look like he was ready for the UFC yet. And weirdly, he hasn't fought since then. It's been two years. All right. There you go. Um, he also is regional champ. An inch of height over Cunningham. Minus 250. Resume says win for the win. Yeah, I'm going to differ on this one. I, I will say. Savage. Uh, I will say this was the fight where I was like the most coin flippy on. Like the one I felt the least confident on. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I was like, win might be a little bit better, but at plus 200, like in, in, what would you say? Negative 250 on win. There, there would yep. be no, there would be no way you could catch me laying that kind of chalk on win in this situation. Cause first of all, he's been gone for two years. He has not fought since his second lackluster contender series performance. They're giving him a shot again. But like without ironing anything out in the regional scene and granted, he does train at Fortis. So there's some solace in that. But also like what I know of Cunningham being his biggest issues, Wynn doesn't pose any of those threats. So like Cunningham is kind of tall. He His hands are low and he fights like karate style stance. He has a lot of power. He can be countered. But like he seems to take a punch really well. The The big concerns in my game for him are that he seemed to be pretty easily taken down in all of the fights I saw. And like when hasn't shown me any kind of desire to, or ability to wrestle. Um, and the fact that he got out wrestled so bad in his last fight leads me to believe like he wants no part of that. I think his defense is going to be a little bit better, but I think he's going to be way slower than Cunningham. So when you pair all of those things together and you're like, okay, so he's slower, it's going to take place on the feet. He's going to fight a guy who's as tall as him for maybe the first time ever. Like, uh, wins used to being a much taller fighter at 5'11". Cunningham's 5'10". Uh, and I think he fights, Cunningham fights better from range. Uh, so, yeah, lots to lots to say there to be, like, basically this is a coin flip fight. So I think there's value on Cunningham. All right, there you go. Plus, you've got the most important thing. He's a savage. Come he on. is a savage. Yep. Yep. All right. Main event time. We've got James Lontop from yeah, Peru. I, be, I believe it's I believe it's Yon Top because it, right? uh, dub, double L's is like a Y. Hopefully you're not still talking because you cut out and I didn't hear anything you said there. And did I say his name right? James Lontop. No, I was just correcting you to tell you it's Yon Top because double oh, L's double L's are like right. a Y in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. James Yon Top versus Malik Lewis from the U.S. of A. So. Will the Peruvian takeover of MMA continue? We shall see. Uh, let's break her down at lightweight. Hard knock Lewis, six and one, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, so he's never gone the distance. Won his last fight via TKO, is a regional champion or was. Oh, won a contender series because he lost to Trevor Peak. <laughs> Trevor Peak, hammer fist man. And he's at plus 154. Lewis, one top Goku is the nickname. I think that's a Dragon Ball Z character. I had to look it up because I'm, I'm a nerd, but I'm not a nerd that way. 
Yeah, I, I'm not a yeah. Dragon Ball Z guy either, so I'm no. I'm not I'm not familiar. <laughs> Far after my time, I would be a supreme nerd if I was into that at my age. Uh, one top thirteen and two, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted once. He's won eleven straight fights. Is not lost since August of 2019. So he's been busy. He's had eleven fights in the past four years. Uh, two straight wins of via knock TKO. Excuse me, regional champion as well. Used to fight at welterweight. Three years younger than Lewis, minus one eighty eight. Resume says one top. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Yon Top as well. I I think um, so I, again, you know, I keep saying I want to like guys because I like Casey Tanner and I like some of the things he does. There were there are aspects of Lewis's game that I like a lot. Like he beat the crap out of Trevor Peak in that first round. Um, just didn't have the ability to finish. Which, granted, in retrospect, hard to finish Trevor Peak. But his his gas tank didn't seem to work really well. And if you actually watch his last fight, too, he got stunned by a pretty terrible opponent. If I'm being, you know, kind of blunt, he, he fought a guy in his last fight who who is uh, eight and seven. So so not I guess not terrible, but bad. Um, And he got stunned at the end of the first round, hit really hard, wobbled, put in a Doris choke in the, the bell safe. Um, and he got up and he wound up beating that guy up. But like. Looked a little worse for the wear, looked tired, all that kind of stuff. Yontop is another one of those Peruvian MMA guys who just keeps coming. Um, if you look at his last couple of fights, uh, particularly the last one, he fought a guy who was 20 and nine um, on the regional scene. And dude, he just, there were times where he didn't look good early and he got hit and he just kept motoring forward. He like was all over the guy in the clinch. Um, he just like puts together combinations really well. He throws a jab out there. I don't love his wrestling. I don't love his work against the clinch. I don't love his top control other than the fact that all of them tire the other guy out and he can keep going. And so against the guy who just had trouble with his gas tank last time out, I think Yontop presses that again and uh, winds up winning this either late in the fight or, you know, like picks up the second and third round. So yeah, I'm going to go with the favorite Yontop here. All right, there you go. The man who I call Juan Top, it's Yon Top. Um, here are the picks. Yon Top, we both have him. He has Cunningham, I have Win. We both have Matsumoto, we both have Neves, we both have Polastri. So you're trying to mush up all my picks, Dan, this week. Well, I, th- I think uh, I think maybe I just leaned on the resumes more than I have in the past. Cause, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Cause I'm it, with, the ex- with the exception of Cunningham, who, uh, you know, I, I think uh, was pretty much a coin flip anyway. So get that dog money. Plus, he's a savage, so we can't pass on that. Yeah, you All can't, right. can't, can't pick against a savage. No, you never can. Um, jump in the Discord with us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Talk uh, contender series with us on Tuesday night. It's always lots of fun. It's fun in there all the time, but especially when there's a, an event like contender series that everyone gets excited. All the nerds in the Discord, including the nerds hosting this podcast. Uh, where else? Twitter, SGP and MMA. Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're the handles. Uh, Instagram, I'm Jeff Fox writer. I got my Substack, which I write in uh, podcasts about MMA. Amazingly enough, it's moneymma.substack.com. Get a subscription. Even a free one will get you into the Pick'em Contest I run every week with prizes, prizes, prizes. Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcast. Jumps in your ear holes midweek, every week. Real good podcast. Lots of good interviews. This week, he's got at least one in the can. Josh Fremd. And he's going to have at least another, maybe two more. He, he gave me behind the scenes and you'll like to hear his other interview. Hopefully if he, uh, if it comes through for him uh, and obviously 
sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon is the place to be for all your sports gambling needs. We'll be back Wednesday with our UFC previews. Gumby, get us out of here. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's L Angel, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday. Wednesday.